Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. We have, uh, it got, it's been like a month it's since been so we've long. done Stump the Gas Bag. Let's do Stump the Gas Bag starting right now. Our guys know a lot about sports. Clay Travis is still a dumbass. There is porn on the television here. I love a giant turkey leg. I saw Louisville's mm. offensive line get stoned. But we want to level the playing field, give their brains a real test. Let us play this game for a pipe. How has that baby not made her hotter? And we want you to get involved. Curse my balls. So here's your shot. Can you stump the gas bag? All right. Yeah, it has been a month. I was actually looking at my notes. So, yeah, it's been exactly a month since we played stump wow. the gas bag. Wow. Uh, Let's remind everybody how this works. Yeah, so there's a best of three. You can call in. We still got a couple lines open, 8150-939. I'll ask the questions. You take on Mark or Dave. You got to say gas bag to buzz in, and if you get it two out of three against the guys, or, you know, it's best of three if you get it right, you get a prize if you win. So, Michael's up first. Michael's a regular. I hope you did not forget the rules because I just refreshed you. How's it going, man? Uh, pretty good, yeah. Let's start the uh, the new year outright. Uh, Let's do this. Yeah, I'm ready. You want to take on Dave right. or Mark? Uh, let's go with Mark today. All right. All right, let's do this. Let's go. The national championship is on Monday night. Who was last year's offensive MVP of the title game? Mm. Lad Mc, uh, gas bag. Lad McConkey. Mm. I don't know. But as good as anything else. Um, I think who was the national? Championship last year. Oh, that's yeah, that's the first step, Michael. Well, I've given you a hint. <laughs> Just gonna throw the towel in here, or here we get a guest coming. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking. Dave, you want to take a shot here? Uh, I thought it Stetson Bennett, but it was Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's oh, jeez. It was. I, for some reason, it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair, but I don't ever think of him being the opposite. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he just threw like four touchdowns and then like ran one in last year mm. and they blitzed That's TCU. All. He was really good. He, he was, was good. I, 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 yeah. He's not even. 
He's not even in the NFL anymore, is he? He quit on Did the Rams look? for some reason. I think yeah. it was like personal. Like, uh, yeah, like it was really weird. Hey, be, be accurate. He retired. He retired. Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> why mess around on the practice squad for the Rams when you can have the number one Chevy dealership in the state of Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wait. let's go pop culture here. Michael Stipe turned sixty-four yesterday. What alternative rock band was he the lead oh, singer for? Bag. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, Dave had it first. Mark had it first. Damn, I can speak. No. Go ahead, Mark. You're right there? Yep. All right. It's R.E.M. It is R.E.M. All right. Speaking of Georgia. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're on a roll here. Yeah, we're just sticking with Georgia. This one's not all Georgia questions. Yeah, that's that's you caught on, guys. So if you want to call in, just <laughs> look up Georgia trivia. <laughs> this one's not Georgia-related. The Miami Dolphins are looking to clinch their first AFC East title since 2008. Who was in their first season as the head coach of the Dolphins that season? Mm. 2008. Gas bag. Go ahead. Is it Cam Cameron? It was not. I believe oh. Cam was the 07 when they won one game. I couldn't even get a uh, that's a good guess from you or anything? No, it's a good guess because yeah. like, he did coach right. the Dolphins. But they oh, won thank one you. Thank you. They won I'll one game, you. I believe, not 11 and 5 and won the division. I, I have no clue who would have been the Dolphins coach in 2008. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I don't either. Dave, you have a guess here? <laughs> or, oh. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is not mm. correct. One stash. Dave wants that. It was not. Oh, uh, it was yeah, Tony Sperano. Tony Sperano. I love Sperano. <laughs> <laughs> Enough that you forgot he coached the Dolphins that season. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I yeah. had no clue he coached the Dolphins. Yeah, that was the a big turnaround here. It was Sperano. So thank you, Michael, well, for yeah, playing. Once that was before, but I just didn't think I, of anybody else. Yeah. I forgot about Tony Sperano entirely. Yeah. Well, he was a, he was a O-line coach with the Jets, too. So. It is... Remarkable how, when I was a very little kid, the Dolphins were consistently, you know, kind of a quasi playoff team, but they were always good. Dan Marino and yeah. Don Chula, and then it basically like two full decades of forgettable nothing. Yeah, I mean, just nothing for a franchise that's been very good. That's what wants that'll do to you. Yeah. yeah. We do have Seems another like contestant that. if you guys want. Let's do it. Isaiah is up next. How's it going, man? I'm good. You want to take on Mark or Dave right now? I want Dave's go. All right. There you go. Give uh, it to him. All right. Let's start with some sports here. Michigan is looking to win their first national championship since 1997. What future Super Bowl champion was the starting quarterback for the Wolverines that year? Chad Go ahead, Isaiah. There you go. Chad Henning. No, oh, Henning was in the 2000s. Dave, I, I know. I'm trying to ratchet the pressure up. Yeah, I think I was. Um, I'm just having a hard time remembering it. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of it. Dave, is, 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 is throw the talent here? Are you surrendering? What are we gonna do? It's 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 right before Tom Brady. Uh, you can do it. This is going to kill me, isn't it? It's killing me. 
I don't remember it. Tom Brady's all I got, and I know it's not right. It's, uh, it's Brian Greasy. Brian Greasy. It was Greasy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his dad He's actually called him now. Yeah, he coaches uh, San Fran, I believe is what I read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking this up. His dad called the Rose Bowl game that they played that year. So he won with the Broncos. Oh, he wasn't. Yeah. He was a backup for the Broncos. <laughs> okay, see, I was thinking about the wrong way. I was thinking about starting quarterback, oh, winning you. the Super Bowl. I totally got to trick you guys there. Thank you. And get a Tom Brady oh, answer out of there. Well, I knew it wasn't right. You know what I mean? I was just sitting there going, well, what the hell? The truth came out there. Yeah. He's like, yeah, on a Teddy Cali, Brian Greasy won a Super Bowl, but he was the backup. If you had dropped Super Bowl, I might have had a shot there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course it was Greasy. Right. Let's go pop culture here. Bradley Cooper turns 49 today. He's been nominated four times for an acting Oscar. What was the first film to earn him an Oscar nomination? Uh, gas Bag. Go ahead. Is it Silver Linings Playbook? It is Silver Linings Playbook. Ah, well done. Well done. All, All right. right. It's do or die here, right? Do or die for uh, Isaiah. Let's go. All right, Isaiah. Let's do it, buddy. Let's go right. to the NFL again. The Colts are trying to win their first AFC South title since this year, which was their last appearance in the AFC title game. Oh, Name it. Wow. Oh, uh, <laughs> Good luck with this, fellas. They got me fun for the uh, AFC finalist banner for that year. Uh, mm. Gas bag. Go ahead. 2009. Mm. A little more recent than 09. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember the year of. Uh, yeah, whatever. Isaiah, you got a guess? I'm not hearing anything. Isaiah, we didn't hear you there, buddy. There you go. All right. Gas bag, 2011. It is incorrect. It was 14 with Andrew Luck. Oh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember. I, I, I kind of didn't remember them Isaiah. ever making the AFC Championship game with Andrew Luck. With Andrew Luck? I, I was trying to rack yeah. my brain. I thought there was maybe a random year, but I, I would never have gotten that. Well, that AFC title game is more remembered for the Patriots blitzing them 45-7 to and then Deflategate uh -huh. saga starting the next day. The Deflategate. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that's yeah. what that's more known for. The Colts. Well, since I couldn't, since yeah, the, I couldn't remember the actual, like, any possible year that Luck wasn't positive he did it, I just went throughout the one that I know they lost to, the Jets lost to the, the uh, Colts on their way to the, the AFC Championship game. Yep. All right. I'll just go rapid fire for you guys here, head to head. All right. Let's do this. Washington is looking to win their third title in their first since 1991. The Huskies were led by this defensive player who would be selected first overall. Go ahead. Steve Entman. It was. Do you know what team took him first yes. overall? The Colts. It was the Colts. It's a bonus there. Yeah. It was in the question, but you got it early, so I'll give you the shot there. Uh, who was the last Pac-12 team to win a national title in college football? The USC. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what year? Yeah. 2004. It was 04, yes. Yep. Beat the tar out of Oklahoma. Yep, I remember that game. Yes. Was it the Ashley Simpson, the halftime show? No. I, oh, that'd I, be a great halftime show. That was the infamous. She booed because yes. it was right after the SNL thing, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. All right, January 4th, 1992, in the movie My Cousin Vinny, Billy Gambini and Stanley Rothenstein are pulled over and arrested 
for murder and accessory to murder. What did the two boys believe they were being arrested for when they were taken in? Shoplifting. Shoplifting yeah. a can of tuna. Yeah. Yep. That is correct. Shoplifting and accessory to shoplifting is what? You <laughs> killed a good old boy. Yeah. <laughs> Two Utes. This case is going to trial. Two Utes. Yeah, that's a great movie. So you're waving your rights already? Okay, feel free. You know, come on. <laughs> anyway, and also, Diane Keaton. She turned 78 today. She's received four Oscar nominations, including one win. What film does she win for? Got me there. Ooh. Diane Keaton? Which, yep. which film did she win for? Yep. Man, this is kind of my wheelhouse. I do not know this one. Oh, man. I can't think of it. I'll give you a hint. Director Woody Allen. Yeah. Is it uh, Hannah and her sister? No, 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 no. (laughs) Annie Hall. It is Annie Hall. There. Well done. Yeah. So that has been Stump the Gas Bag. Should have gotten that without a a hint. I was impressed that you talked yourself to it. Not very often that you talk yourself to it. Me either. I'm saying like. Oh yeah, no, no, no it's it. tough. It's usually tough. Dave's going head to head, and he'll blurt out the answers. Like I gotta accept that answer. Like I can't just backtrack it oh, right now. But yeah, it's New Year. Something aspects back in order. Let's keep it going next week. All right. Look, well we won. It wasn't. It wasn't a 100. It wasn't pretty. That's right. But we won. We won both of our matchups. Uh, Spencer threw a curveball or two at us. The Colts fans that listen to this station were probably upset. That we weren't sure about 2014 and, and I think Luck. they're trying I mean, to the 14 year though, bro. It's At least hard the 45 to, to seven game, but like that year, they haven't had much lately. Obviously, the end, but like the Andrew Luck era is so weird to me in Indianapolis because it just ended abruptly, you know. And it's 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 kind of obviously it was much shorter than than it should have been than it was anticipated. And it kind of just, just never got it all away there. So yeah, it's weird. It was never what it was supposed to be, and then it was just gone. How does it make either of you feel that it will be an ACC crew working the national championship game? Welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Blake's sitting welcome up, to <laughs> Blake is sending sympathy cards to the losing coach on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Football-wise, I don't think we had any real stinkers this year. Nah, I mean, I'm sure that people will start pointing them out on the text line, but it all starts to run together. But nothing like like but, the Wake Forest game a couple of years. No, no, no. There was nothing like egregious like that. Yeah. What we had were multiple games that it felt like it was legal to assault Jamari Thrash. That's right. That's that's, that's the biggest issue we had with officiating this year. And it's not to say any of the losses were attributed to that, but like early in the pit game, it became clear that they weren't going to call that, even though Devonshire was all over him and it was clearly pi several times they just were refusing to call it so once they refused to call it, we needed to switch it up and we didn't you know the same thing happened in the fsu game where they kept throwing like back shoulder fades on third and two it's like trying to like begging for a call basically and at some point you just go dude that they're not going to call it regardless of how much contact there is they're just not calling it so you need to stop and that, those were the two biggest biggest examples, felt like for me. Jamari got abused a little bit in the second half of the year. They, but also, I think they muscled them up. I'm saying, like, yeah, like some of it was legal. Yeah, you know, a little a little jam at the line, you know, and and, and a little bit of physical hand fighting's fine. But then some of it wasn't, and they just kind of let it go. 
By the way, at least uh, a couple of textures, Spencer. Not impressed with you. Not even working one Jan Six joke into any of the uh, something aspect trivia. I, I too slightly surprised by that. Uh, I tried uh, to I figure think... a way. I thought my Liberty joke on like Tuesday was a good one. It was pretty good. That yeah. I had, yeah. he had. He had maybe seven or eight lined up, but after the Aaron Rodgers segment, he was like, we're we're going to scrap it. We're good. (laughs) We've got enough controversy today. Yeah, the show's going to just go completely. Owen's going to pick us up next week, apparently, if we keep going that way. We've had a couple of texts in asking. We we mentioned in the 3 o'clock hour, just to get serious for a second, uh, Tanner Koziel, the uh, the tight end that was committed from Ball State uh, to Louisville is one of multiples. Uh, tight ends that Louisville yeah. is uh, intended to bring in now backs off his commitment and is going back to Ball State. What do you, what do you make of that? Part of me just says uh, this is life now. I think we're seeing guys do this sort of thing all over the place. Uh, it makes me wonder if they, if they have somebody else on the hook, yeah, uh, or if he, because he committed. A, before Redmond, I thought I thought Redmond was first. I remember, I thought but Redmond either was way, first. They're, they're bringing in two and a signee, a high school one, uh, Mesmer, mm-hmm. uh, and Jamari Johnson. Right now is coming back. It makes me wonder if maybe he just sort of committed because it's such a nice step up from Ball State, and then was like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is maybe not quite as advantageous for me with another year left here as I thought it was." What do you make of it? Uh, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't want to. Uh, there's no strong reaction to it. Like the first you never thing saw I saw him, right? Right. I yeah. never saw him play. Uh, I was pumped about him because, right. I, look, we had a couple monsters coming in in the transfer portal at tight end, uh, who both were capable receivers. I just really wanted to see the goal line set with uh, you know six six like two sixty Redmond and six seven two forty uh, Coziel on the other side. But we got other like I'm really excited about. Jamari Johnson's potential and Mesmer's a good prospect. Like, I think we got options there. And maybe they go out and get another guy now. Um, who knows why he decommitted, but I don't think it's any kind of – the only, like, when somebody decommits like that at this point, it goes back to their school. A school like Ball State that probably doesn't have, like, a giant pool of NIL, you know, that's luring them in that direction. He probably just decided he didn't want to leave Ball State. He just didn't want to leave. Or – he didn't like. He didn't think he he was going to get a significant enough amount of playing time to warrant the move, you know, to a bigger stage like that. So there's the options aren't necessarily unkind to Louisville. I mean, obviously there are like the 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 explanations. You know what I mean? Uh, there could be something, but not an apparent. You know, and I don't think it's anything negative. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a like a bad sign uh, or anything. I think this is just sort of life. It would be worse. Uh, if they didn't have anybody else lined up. Because, I mean, last year, if if you wanted to sort of strain for one criticism of uh, of Jeff and the roster and everything from last year, they didn't upgrade at tight end. Yeah. It wasn't enough. What they did was it wasn't enough. And I think that he'd probably say that. And I think that his two of his first, like, six guys out of the portal being big receiving tight ends, I thought, told the story. Of how he felt about what he needed to do with the the position, so I I wouldn't necessarily think he's done. I also don't think that we're necessarily inadequate with who we have now. You know, I think Redmond's going to be nice. I don't know if Mesmer's going to be ready to 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 contribute or not. I think 
Jamari Johnson with a whole other offseason to get his body into peak condition. I think he the sky's the limit for him. I'm still really excited about him. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I thought I, I was interested. I'm interested in seeing Jamari Johnson. I don't know about you. The whole exchange in the bowl game where they couldn't get lined up. Yeah. Ended up having to take a timeout. And like the only time this year I saw Jack Plummer animated was basically yelling at Jamari Johnson and Jamari Johnson not moving at all. Didn't react, yeah. didn't turn his head, didn't do anything. And I don't know if that means he just doesn't care or if he's like stone cold, don't talk to me like that. Like, I hope it's the latter. <laughs> like, uh, like I might kill you, Jack. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, like if I move, it's the end of you. Pal. Yeah, like, yeah. I hope that's what it is. I've tried to process this slowly because if I. If I process this quickly, I'm going to I'm going to do something I'm not going to be happy about. But you know, you're I, not going to be happy about it. exactly. Like <laughs> I'm doing you a favor yeah, that's by right. being by staring at you, statuary <laughs> like this. Yeah, that's right. It, but this is probably probably a good example of something that can happen in the portal where, like, there's a commitment is there's two sides. You know, the school's committing to you too, and you, the spot you have is the spot someone else can't have. Yeah, and. The portal, because so many players, especially the ones who have maybe have one more year left, are using it to go find a place that that makes the most sense for them to play right now. You kind of got to hope nothing else comes along with you, right? Like you pick there, and then somebody else commits too. It's not the school's fault that they can get more than one of them. Yeah. But then players look at it like maybe this isn't right for me timing is a big deal with the portal i mean to the point where is it better to commit early or is it better to wait until after spring where you're rolling the dice a little bit because everybody's getting solidified of those positions but also there are more opportunities that can arise after spring i mean that's when we brought in how many offensive linemen like five after spring after already bringing in two before spring i mean those type of things happen every year as teams are and coaches are continuously evaluating and reevaluating their rosters. I mean, post spring is is a big opportunity, and maybe Cozyel decides post spring he wants to get out of there again. Who knows? But there's a lot of stuff. Like it's easy to just be like, well, why would you want to play at Ball State? We're not him, right? You know, he's got a lot of friends there. He's got a coaching staff that he probably trusts. Um, you know, maybe it's I don't know where he's from. Maybe it's easier for his family to get to games. Who knows? And maybe he just decided that he didn't like the all the other tight ends coming in. You know, maybe that maybe it's as simple as that that he didn't want to compete for playing time. But the fact that he didn't re-enter the portal and he went back to Ball State makes me think it's more about Ball State than it is about Louisville. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting if he would turn around and went somewhere else. Yeah. Like if he was like, "Nah, I'm not going there. I'm going to go to Washington State." Yeah, you know, that'd be but different. instead he went back to Ball State. Yeah, he went back to where he came from. It's a lower-level school. Like, There's a lot of factors you can take out there. Like, I don't think Ball State pulled all their NIL money that they have to get Cozyl <laughs> to come back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think something like that happened. It's probably just he's he decided it was better for him to stay home. You don't think Papa John had any influence about his alma mater? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! And maybe like, oh, I'll, uh, stick, I'll really stick it to Louisville. David Letterman, right? Is Letterman a Ball State guy? I think, I think you're right. Or is he Indiana State? Is he no, Ball State? Ball State. I'm pretty sure Ball State. State. Uh, it'd be funny if like Papa John just starts contributing to the NIL. Uh, and he's like, I already had schools. all this Cardinal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Ball State. <laughs> Here's a hundred thousand dollars to your collective if they have one. Like, just give it directly to Taylor Tarkosiel. <laughs> Texas says Ball State sounds like a fake school. That's right. It does. It does. It does. Let's get uh, Jack in here. Eighty-one fifty, ninety-three-nine. Jack, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Friday. You too, buddy. Yep. Uh, no, I think, uh, look, no offense to Ball State. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the state of Indiana generally, but, uh, you know, maybe it's just a, maybe just a $25 Walmart gift card and really did it for him. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it goes a long way no, wherever so. Ball State is. Sure. Yeah, couldn't even couldn't even tell you where on the map. Uh, well, first, <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm just glad that. I mean, who knows? But I feel like the rules change every day. But um, we've at least made it outside of the portal uh, window where any of our guys could declare that haven't already. Yeah. Um, so, so that's you know, it's at least a, good to see the dust settle there. And uh, and sure, like on the tight end conversation, I, I, I think. I think that was one position that we were already, you know, I guess if you call it overweight on that in terms of options. I, I, I personally really liked how, how Krisky developed over the course of the season. So maybe, maybe he'd continue to grow. I don't know. And, uh, but man, I was, uh, I watched a lot of the, uh, first half snaps against USC. And, uh, I, I really wonder if Jamari Johnson was just more of a, of a scout team player this year. Because it was, it was not sure. He still had some good plays uh, here, here and there, but I'm sure you guys saw it. There were just somewhere. I mean, whether it was obviously we all saw a second half where he just couldn't get lined up, uh, but there were other plays where he's just going to block, and he it just doesn't look like he knows where to where to even go. So anyway, maybe he'll continue to develop. Also, uh, really, the only the, the only position group I'm I'm worried about at this point. Uh, it's, it's not a uh, surprise, I guess. Is, is the quarterback room? I mean. Uh, I'm a little shocked to hear that, that Quincy Rowley might actually come back just because I thought of, mm. of the tubes with him and Jarvis. Um, it, it'd be the opposite, but I, I, I would certainly welcome that. But uh, anyway, yeah, just uh, glad the dust is settled. We'll, uh, we'll see come April. Uh, we'll, we'll do this all again and uh, ready for spring practice. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, the call. Yeah, the corner room, I think people will be watching, especially because Kimber, the uh, Florida transfer, yep. apparently you know, is going to take a visit to, to A&M. I think you're – it's cutthroat, man. Uh, these, these uh, the portal, the the portal competition for various guys, uh, it really is. Uh, but it, you know, I'm, but I'm it revolutionizes strong. that room if Quincy Riley comes back. Oh yeah, 100%. it changes everything. It changes how you talk about it for sure. I mean, it it bumps everybody down the, the depth chart a spot. I mean, he's he's such a huge asset to that defense. Um, and yeah, we, we we mentioned him earlier, but Isaiah Cummings also can play. Um, my my boy uh, Jason Hilliard texted me and said, "Don't forget about Isaiah. It's like he he yeah. he obviously yeah. uh, he's not necessarily a pure tight end, but I think he can take some of those touches. You know that 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 generally will go to a tight end or an H back. You know I think that's the type of role he could play in this offense. You know and 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 it's another consideration for somebody like uh like Koziel, You know looking at the the pieces we brought in so." Because he's not built dissimilar to like a Marshawn Ford, you know, did somebody like that. Yeah, I look, Jamari Johnson. I, I think uh, has a long. He had a long way to go physically, uh, but obviously, all the 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 fundamental things you would want in mm -hmm. the world uh, out of a tight end like that. And if you can get him in the shape you want and get him going, he will be an absurd weapon. If you can get him where you want him. Yeah, no. Jamari Johnson is remains one of the three or four recruits that I was the most excited about. Yeah, out of last year's class, and still look forward to seeing what he could he could be for this team next year. All right, let's go ahead and take our last break. We will come back. 
wrap this thing up here, send you off into your weekend here on the drive on a Thunderville. Be right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Listening to the drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. The phone lines they are open. 8150. 93930831939 for the uh, UPS jobs text line. You can hit us up that way as well. Mark, I'm ready. I want to tell you about something. Okay. Did you read about Oklahoma State quarterback Alan Bowman? Getting a seventh year? Got a seventh year. Do you know where he started his college career and who his coach was? Oh, man, this should be good. Okay. 2016? Yeah. Alan Bowman. So it, he started at another Big 12 school. Oh, okay. Oh, I think um, I may have saw this. You probably did, Spencer. Yeah. Baylor? Is that no, Tech? It, Texas Texas Tech, yeah. Okay. And Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff was Kingsbury. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was his college coach. He has been in the pros and fired so by now. So, he signed to play for Cliff Kingsbury? Yes. I think the Mahomes was there at the time. Yes. At the timeline, it was just as wild. Like, Mahomes is this two-time MVP. seventh-year college. <laughs> Right, two-time Super Bowl yeah, winner. Super winner. <laughs> it's like this guy's still in college. Bowman's still in college. Like that's, I realize it's 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 concentrated. Like it's more so than usual because of the COVID year. But with all these guys getting their extra injury years and everything, and they have the extra bonus COVID, like it's just hilarious. Seven years in college. There was a guy from Washington State. Was it that was that was. Uh, petitioning for a ninth year, I think it was which is incredible. <laughs> somewhere Oregon was career college football player. Yeah, I saw somebody that tweeted that like it was like get a job, dude. <laughs> like, like seriously, bro, like, it's over. <laughs> it's like I'm getting my no, doctorate right now. Actually, it's like I'm be a neurosurgeon a, next day. I had a weird dream, like a recurring dream, sometime or like last year, where I was in like my ninth year of high school football. <laughs> Like eighth or ninth year of high school football, they're just letting me play. Just let me play. Okay, would you like a uh, twenty-four year old just just crushing fifteen year olds? So when I when I played junior high, so weird in Florida when I was growing up, seventh and eighth, or excuse, seventh was by itself, and eighth and ninth was by itself. So my high school that's only weird. had 10, 11, 12. Yeah, very weird. They changed it eventually, but when I went, that's what it was. My ninth grade year, ninth grade football. We had to do weekly academic reports for eligibility, and if you had below a certain grades, you couldn't play. Like you were not allowed. Yeah. And I just turned my grade sheet in. I was not allowed to play. I didn't do anything. Like I just completely, just completely screwed around the whole week. My coach took me, just threw it right away, and I, I played. 
Didn't care. He's like, I had seen at this. All. Yeah. Nobody cared. No one was looking. He knew it. We knew it. Oh, I played so, anyway. I'm sure your parents didn't. Like, no, my son's just not going to play till he gets his grades up at all. No, that didn't well, happen. Related to this conversation. So, I mean, I was uh, going into my senior year. I mean, I was one of the, you know, best players on the team. Sure. Like, I multi-year starter and I was expected to be, you know, I was captain and all that stuff. And we did eligibility based on like quarter grades. So in the spring semester, I had like a three something, but I, I really slacked off in the fourth quarter of my junior year. And it turns out I was not eligible based on that fourth quarter. Oh no. And I found out when I was at a leadership uh, like camp up at West Point, and I was supposed to like stay with my buddy for a couple of days after because we used to live there, you know. And my mom sent my sister uh, from the city to come pick me. Like she was staying with my my other sister in New York to come up and pick me up and take me back, <laughs> take me away, bring me back. I had to go to summer school to be eligible for senior year football because we were we did eligibility by the quarters. And like I was like I got like a three two or something in the spring, whatever, and it didn't matter. Because in that one quarter, I had tanked like chemistry and something else, and was like hovering around a two, and I had to, I had to, I had to take a summer school class just to be eligible. And I was like, wow, you know, I was a, a, like a nice test scores and like a smart guy, good student, and it just, just taking summer school classes. It was sad. She says lots of people go to college for seven years. But they're called doctors. That's right. That's right. Oh, I took the extended plan. I took some semesters off. You know, I was uh, thinking about Quinshawn Judkins entering the portal. For those yeah. of you who don't know, running back for Ole Miss. By the way, my parents almost killed me, just to let you know that. Oh, I, we... believe me, I paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my parents uh, were not happy well. about that. Uh, he hits the portal. You know, it, Ole Miss can be really good next year. He easily... Uh, the best or one of the best running backs in the SEC in the country uh, and seems to have been in a great position uh, as a, a college player that you'd be shocked that he is going to leave Ole Miss. Like he's got it made. And I, I just got to thinking we've had multiple off seasons in the NFL of complaints about running backs being so incredibly devalued in the NFL, not being able to get their long-term contracts and get paid and all that sort of thing. It makes me wonder if it's not going to bleed down to college football. Where, like, If you are a running back and you can transfer and you can transfer more than once, the the likelihood is you're going to make more money in college than the pros. Are we going to, are we going to see guys move around and try to cash in in college that you don't make in the pros. I mean, honestly, with we know how we know how uh, how short the careers are. I mean, that is that is the average career for running back is shorter than any other uh, position. I mean, you get mileage on those tires. It has less to do with the age. It has to do with the the wear it's on the crazy. body. Crazy, like mortality comes. It's wild, and, it can, and like you said, it can happen like that. I yeah. mean, you can go from being a top three running back in the NFL to being off the map, and it happens overnight. Uh, and honestly, especially if they, if this unrestricted transferring holds yeah. up, I mean, why wouldn't you try to maximize your value? I mean, I know it makes people uncomfortable, and it's a little frustrating when you have star players that are looking elsewhere. But I think I would 
why else would he be looking around? You know, it's a different mentality about college football at this point. And it has to be. You know, it, maximizing your money while you're in college, and then especially if you're not entirely sure about your pro prospects. And if you're a running back, I don't know that anyone can feel great about their pro prospects, but you can be super impactful at the college level. And I just, it's one The role thing. changes so quickly with, with, with running back. Like, yeah. is it diminished? You know, how is it being used? I mean, right now it's a turn and burn mentality with most running backs with very few exceptions. I mean, Brees Hall, guys like that, they're different a little bit, but time will come for him too. Yeah. But you have to be that dynamic yeah. to be somebody who's set apart from the crowd. You know, otherwise they're just going to look at you all as commodities, you know, and, and just who can get us a couple of yards, you know, to keep the defense honest. Well, and with the, the, uh, collective bargaining agreement and the normal lifespan of a running back it's built to keep you on your rookie deal so you're just not worth anything anymore right it is it is like how many running backs really have a meaningful year six yeah not many not many the, the, at all this is short anymore it is i mean derrick henry you know and he's he's maybe the the ultimate exception of the rule adrian peterson's and yeah uh, and they and they're both like derrick henry's starting to wear down but he he like Le'Veon Bell, when Le'Veon Bell wanted that big deal, I never I was like, it doesn't matter. Well, who. Yeah. It's, it won't matter. He might get it, but like everyone knows by that age, like this is over with. Yeah, and it's crazy that it's like that for a running back. And the Jets were the last team he should have signed for, just because of he's a great running back, well, but he needs a great offensive line. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> as a Jets fan, I'm telling you, no, but he was say you know how much time it often took him to hit the hole. Yeah, he was very like, but as soon as he cut, he went. But you need a serious offensive line for a running back like that who who reads and takes his time and then makes the one cut and goes. Like with the the Jets offensive line at that point, just too often that that hole never opens up. <laughs> like you you really need to be a downhill runner with that offense or you're gonna get blown up for three yard losses constantly. But yeah, I mean the the, the role of running backs is just and it's cyclical to a degree, but we're never going to go backwards with passing offense. You're just going to have to – running backs, I think the the ones that are going to get the big deals are going to be – Receivers. Really, really capable in the in the yeah. pass game. Like Cordero Patterson right now. Like he's got to shift yeah, his game. Or or the, Pacheco. Yeah. Like I just go back to like Todd Gurley when uh, he was with the Rams. ETN. He you know signed that big extension after year three because you can. Played out year four. Played the fifth-year option. And then he got cut because his knees were just so bad at that point. It's like you gave him all that money. Yeah. Now you have so much dead cap because the Rams are just giving him contracts left and right that year. Same with like Zeke. Like Zeke didn't make it <laughs> of his contract that, with the uh, the Cowboys, and he's been he's serviceable in New England. Best guy we have right now. Not saying much though. Yeah. Spencer like, is more this of, almost more of he's those traditional running backs though. Like you just you don't see the market for that anymore. Like nobody's building their offense that way. Right. They just aren't. Well, right. Running back is getting devalued because running is getting exactly. devalued. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, is this – are you willing to face uh, mortality here? Is this the final regular season game with Bill Belichick coaching the Patriots? I'm going to say 55 yes, 45 no. That's what I'll put it at because I think it's – Sticking at 100%. You yeah. suck at sports radio, Spencer. Yeah, no, I, I you got fired out there. I got to be more, uh, but I do think we'll beat the Jets because the streak, <laughs> because the streak, because yeah. the streak has to live on, Dave, of the, the Patriots over the Jets. 
that has to live on. I, I mean, are you expecting me to argue with you? Because I'm not. Like, I know you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I've already accept, I've already accepted my uh, my fate this weekend. I just wish you guys could get Mike White back so we could have Mike White versus Bailey Zappi, the WKU game. Oh. I would love, like, I don't know what to, how to tell you this. I would love to have Mike White back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like any of my man. options. That sounds like a cry for help. It is. I'm a Jets <laughs> fan, man. That in itself, my existence is a cry for help. Come on, Mark. Who's the guy that don't Mark can like, push back? Like Josh Freeman's. Like I was, but Baker's been good this year. But I'm saying, like in general, like I loved Josh Freeman. <laughs> you did love Josh Freeman. <laughs> that was such a weird Josh fall Freeman. from grace for Josh Freeman. Mm, I know. Over like Adderall. And he, man, he <laughs> he does not have fond memories of playing Louisville. In college. No, that was the Wednesday night when Victor Anderson had a great game in that game. That was when uh, Prince was the coach at, at right. K-State. Uh, Ron Prince, not Prince. No. Yeah. He had me for a second. That purple. would be something. <laughs> but he was wearing purple. <laughs> this is true. I don't know how different it would have been with Prince coach game. I think it would have been much different. Great. He just plays guitar but in the There's that great room. picture. <laughs> there's that great, there's that great uh, picture on the uh, on the fifth floor at, at uh, on the way to the press box of Freeman just getting destroyed by like eight yep Louisville defenders at once. That was some of the best moments of Craig Thorpe's time here. <laughs> that was uh, the was best that moment. middle of that second season where they were five and two after they beat USF. They had they seemed to have settled in, and then they definitely unsettled in, and uh, the bottom fell from that forward. That was one of the all-time bottom falls out uh, seasons. That and like Charlie's season at at South Florida. Yes, when he started like what four and zero. Yeah, and finished four and eight. <laughs> it's just like oh, I think they're gonna fire Charlie. <laughs> like oh no, Charlie, what happened, buddy? <laughs> Weird. Did you see any of? Uh, it was a loss, but Wimbenyama last night. Holy crap! Okay, I saw him. It's fun. Throw the ball off the backboard to himself from the free throw line. The behind the back dunk that he behind the back poster. Let's get it right. Yes. And, and in a different game, saw him basically dunk a finger roll. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, like when you're, when you're that tall and he long, he looks different. Stuff just happens. It's so weird. He's to see someone dunking from, from a, a foot, foot and a half further away from the yeah. basket than you're used to because of yeah. just how hilariously long his arms are. It doesn't look right. And he doesn't do a lot of pulling down no, because no. he weighs 87 pounds. Uh, you know, in terms of like pulling down on the rim, it's not like Shaq was like destroying the stanchion. Uh, you know, 89. It looks so different though, and he look. He's it's so funny because he make like he made Giannis look so short, right? And so he blocked him once. He's an Giannis. Like, yeah. Giannis is, and he just makes him look so small. It was back like it was like the picture of a uh, you know the picture of Yao Ming next to Shaq. Yes, when Shaq is like the biggest human being ever, and he looks. Normal or small next to Yapping. Like, how big is Yao? He's gigantic. By the way, a texter texted in since we just mentioned the 08 game against Kansas. Yeah. In his basement has Victor Anderson's cleat. <laughs> from, from, <laughs> that's incredible. Is there that like go. one of the, uh, the U of L Horcruxes? <laughs> Victor Anderson's cleat from the K State game. I will say, a, a, <laughs> in a piece my of our Louisville fans, just sports uh, paying attention life, never been more mesmerized by a guy in pregame warmups 
than Josh Freeman throwing the football in that game. Because there's something about the college ball with the white lines. Yeah, yeah. It's just Doug Johnson at Florida in the 90s, and then Josh Freeman. Just it felt like the like the perfect football throwing. I've just have never so, seen anything like it. To kind of piggyback off that, I used to watch Teddy Bridgewater and pregame warmups, which was another guy that was awesome to watch. And he'd do the pylon drill. Yeah. And he'd literally hit the pylon yep. like 10 straight times from the 25-yard line. Just like that's that's just otherworldly accuracy. Um but yeah, man, I talking about I, I, I know I've I've been what are you thinking about the national championship game right now? Because I, I you know where I stand. It's where I stood preseason. It's where I stand today, and that's Michael Penix, Washington title. Give it to me. They have three NFL receivers, just They've got they've got the guy like I I I have a ton of respect for Michigan's defensive line. I think they're gonna get pressure, but I feel like there's there's been very few quarterbacks at the college level that I've seen that can feel the pressure and maneuver around the pocket like Michael Penix can. He's so good at climbing the pocket and lateral movement and feeling the rush without having to look at it, which is that preternatural stuff that all time quarterbacks have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was hilarious, like Tyler Griever brought it up. Somebody mentioned Michael Vick because people are really lazy and they just like, oh, yeah, oh, black quarterback, yeah. you know, mobile. Yeah. But he's not a running quarterback, but he is incredibly mobile in the yeah. pocket. You know, and, and and I just he doesn't panic. He's cool under pressure, and I just I feel like they get it done. I uh, I think I'm, I'm going to pick Washington to win uh, as well. I I don't think Michigan has faced anyone that can throw the ball like they do yeah and, and that's and, and that's not really even a reflection on anybody else that they played i don't really know that there's any team that consistently throws the ball haymakers like that like this washington team does and he was so awesome against texas just routinely dropping in a bucket i mean how many over times and over and over again did he get it just right over a defender's hand and like you look at it and say that guy's not open yet yeah and he throws him open by six inches like it was unreal his accuracy is just ridiculous and i know how many people are talking he has a checkered injury past and i know it's going to to scare a lot of nfl teams off but man he's worth the, the risk to me he might fall apart in the season but i i would take him in a heartbeat as long as the jets spent like $100 million on the offensive line before the, the, they put him back there because the he might with, die. Yeah, the thing with Penix is he is 24, which in NFL day, that's older for a rookie, but that's maybe right. more of a reflection on the college game. I'd take a chance on him. Um, I don't know if I'd take him like at three or four in the draft, but like definitely maybe late first round. I think that's probably the wheelhouse for Penix. I don't really know that, but I also agree. I think Washington is the better team. They've been playing lights out lately. They've been the underdog in back-to-back -back games. And it hasn't phased them one bit. Like, they were nine and a half, ten points against Oregon for some reason, which that was a little too high. And then to do what they did against Texas, just dominated start to finish. And they almost blew it late, but that, I think, is more on Kalen DeBoer and, you know, some of the decision-making on that side of the oh, things. It's It was that and the rule, which I find ridiculous, that an offensive player gets hurt and the clock stops and doesn't start again until the snap of the ball. Like, that's penalizing that team for a legitimate injury, which doesn't it doesn't even have a potential to benefit them. You know, it's just a bad rule to me. 
Does Louisville go undefeated if they have Michael Penix? <laughs> Probably. I think they would. Because we weren't that far away. Right. We just weren't. Like, if you give, if you put a guy, like, you're asking me to put what I consider the best player in college football on Louisville at our most vulnerable position. Right. At the right. I think right. without a doubt they go undefeated. Like, I don't know if Florida State has a healthy uh, Jordan Travis. That's a different sort. It'd be a hell of a game. Right. But I, I'm. I they they could they could have won that game though. Yes. With oh, him. absolutely. I'm saying if they I, both had a hell, if we had a healthy Michael Penix, he was. Yeah. He was so good against Texas that He's I. unreal. I thought I caught myself having sympathy for the Deshaun Watson argument for the Heisman. Oh God, no! <laughs> but just for a second. <laughs> yeah, you know I got what you. I, mean? like, I got you. I was like, oh, I guess this is how they felt. Yeah. What I, but they were wrong then. They would have been wrong. Like, except it was in reverse where Jaden Daniel, like he, he didn't win the, the Heisman in. September. September. That's right. He wasn't the incumbent. Like he That's wasn't right. the guy. He came on late with stats, and it was only because Penix, his stats kind of waned he a little. A the end of the year, he wasn't healthy, and they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. But man, he was still. But in in just his stats in were so the much more meaningful. Game, and in that playoff game against uh, Texas, he was. It's just so pleasing when someone is that good throwing the ball. Yeah. And that will be an interesting challenge because. Alabama kind of held up against Michigan. Well, they didn't block especially well. But, like, everyone – Michigan had nothing to be afraid of in terms of Alabama throwing the ball, and everyone knew it. Did you catch Saban saying that that, that was the first team they played that huddled? Yeah, I did see that. And that it – like, it, it it messed them up? And it was – that was – it's funny. There was a couple of things that were kind of just so against type. Like, something like huddling – Threw a Saban team off. They had a center that couldn't snap the ball right. You know, like all these things where you're like, man, you don't have another guy you trust on that roster to block at center. Like the difference, the 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 fall the fall off is so the drop off is so bad to your option. second string center that you could you that was your guy. Like it was unreal to watch. And now Saban talking about it still sounds like that was supposed to be a QB power when Saban talks about yeah. it. Days after the game, like everybody was speculating that it was supposed to be, you know, a, an RPO, and he gets in space and throws it out to the to the running back who was swing or the receiver that was in motion swinging on that swing route. Like that was supposed to be the, the the first option, and all those sounded good, and it looked like that would make the most sense. But Saban essentially days after the game is still saying the reason why the QB power didn't work was because the snap was bad. But it sounds like. Without saying it, it sounds like he's basically saying it was supposed to be a QB power. Like he's not using those words, but that's what it looked like, and that's, that's what, what it sounds, sounds like, like to me too, for yeah. sure. Because like, look, the only reason why the run didn't work is what he said was because the snap was bad. He didn't say, "Look, we were supposed to to throw the ball here. We we're supposed to have options. Like you know, the first option was to run, or the first option was this pass, and then the second option was run." He didn't say any of that. He said the reason why the run didn't work was because the snap was low. Just, which is a wild call, play call to me <laughs> still to this day. It is odd how you got to that place at Alabama after he had, how much they had embraced yeah. being a, an extremely efficient and exciting passing team to where it's like in a crucial moment, we're not even going to try. Especially against a defense like Michigan. Like, Do you really think – just sending your man up the middle was the best, the best play. And I realized there was a little crease inside that that edge who had gone a little bit far upfield 
you know, on the left side, that he might have been able to get in there and possibly could have scored, but a lot had to go right for that to work. A lot. That will do it for us here. We will be back at it on Monday. You guys have been listening to The Drive on Nintendo. See you.